Okay, so we are putting this post out um, before the Thanksgiving break. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone, um, because we want to make sure to catch the Cyber Monday sale. So to register for the Heart of a Woman retreat, it's theheartofawoman.net, not .com, .net. Um, And if on Cyber Monday, you can use the code CYBER for $50 off. Um, after Cyber Monday, you can use uh, our code, the Unashamed code, um, for a discount as well. Um, also, fifty dollars off later, but the price will go up. So, um, their early bird special ends it's three ninety five until January twentieth. So, uh, get up, signed up for January twentieth, and probably should give you the date of the actual retreat. <laughs> um, so you can know come. So the retreat is going to be February twentieth through the twenty second. Um, and then they'll have one in the fall later in the year, but so that's a Thursday through a Saturday. So there's the details. Um, great opportunity, Cyber Monday. That is the, that'd be like $330. That's as cheap as it's going to get to sign up there. If for some reason you miss it, Cyber Monday, still catch this post or whenever it is. Um, totally feel free to use the code unashamed. I hope that you do. Um, that will get you a discount as well. Um, so with that, there's the details, theheartofawoman.net, not .com. And we'll get in the studio with these awesome women. Welcome to Unashamed Unafraid, a show unashamed about sexual addiction recovery and unafraid of coming into Christ for healing. Where we talk about real recovery stories, answer anonymous questions with experts, and share resources that actually work. I'm your host, Steve. And I'm your co-host, James. And we are Unashamed Unafraid. Well, well, well. Here we are. Here we are. Back to the heart of a woman retreat. Love it. Love it. Um, as as those people know, because I know everyone follows our podcast religiously and listens to every episode, um, and follows us on social media, unashamed and afraid. Um, we just want to say that we predicted it here that there would be two retreats, and now we get to say that there's going to be two. Well, we've been proponents of this for a while, right? We've, we've, you, you, you do the AV at the women's retreat. We've right. talked about that, James. So, um, we know this. So it, it, as you, as I know, you followed us religiously last time we had this crazy experience. Um, we unashamed, unafraid, um, donated a scholarship for one woman to go up. We had three enter our giveaway and we had other anonymous donors step up to support these three women and, and send all three of them up. And then we had another woman who heard about the giveaway and said, you know, I can afford to go. I don't have that need, but I'm going to go. So, But um, I'll go ahead and use the Unashamed Unafraid discount code, of course. Of course. Excellent move. Right. Excellent baller move, I might say. Um, and so, so we had three of these women come on. So, so two of the women that we sponsored and the one who, who heard about it through us, which— this is like a crazy humbling experience, by the way. Absolutely. Being in this kind of between. But, um, and so we've had the staff on several times to kind of share what the women's retreat is like, just like we do when we promote the Warrior Heart Boot Camp, right? Um, but I really feel like this is special beyond that. Absolutely. It's a whole new dynamic. Because these women, they're not on the staff. They have nothing invested in pushing it, plugging it. None at all. In fact, when we recorded with them, we're like, you can just say you hated it. Yeah. If you did, it's fine. Right. Just really, really, we just want, like, this is an honest feedback deal. Right. Um, yeah, all three, n- never been, aren't, aren't associated in any way. Um, but man, the experiences that they shared. Amazing. I don't recall crying quite as much in a podcast as I did in this one. And we could, and we've got some criers. Uh-huh. We've done some real things. I'll let my tears flow readily. Yes. They definitely did today. Um and I think as you listen, the, I think what was un- unique to me was these three women have totally different backgrounds, totally different stories. They were at a different place in their relationship with God. Yep. 
and um, amazing the experiences that they had. But the other thing I want to highlight is the courage. Oh, yeah. They get vulnerable right out of the gate and just let you hear it raw and real. Well, just even the courage to come up. And oh, so, sure. I mean, all yeah. spoilers. So Christy shares with us, she's like, I don't do anything alone. She's like, and she shared, she's like, I won't go to Maverick alone. Like, I won't go to the gas station alone. Like, I make my 17-year-old go with me. And she freaking... Came alone. Just drove up to this thing by herself. <laughs> Talk about a baller, courageous move. So, Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I would say these are normal women. Absolutely. Like, these are yeah. normal women, which that is true, but also, like, super special, huge hearts and the courage yeah. that these women have, which all, we, all women have out there. They just need it to be awakened, right? And so uh, amazing, amazing stories. Yeah. I'm speechless. We just recorded it. And I'm speechless. No, there's nothing else to say. So with that, we'll get in, we'll get in the studio um, with Keisha and Mindy and Christy to talk about their experience at the Heart of Woman Retreat. Um, we're we're here in the studio and and abroad as um, we have a couple women calling in and so Christy you're holding down the fort here in person. Feel pretty special about that. <laughs> hey, you are. We're happy that you're here with us in person. So welcome, welcome onto the show. Um, and we have uh, Keisha is with us on the phone. Hello. Thanks for being with us, and we have uh, Mindy as well. Yes. Hello. Um, so thanks for, uh, coming on and, and being with us. And what um, am I chopped liver? <laughs> we were getting there, James. Oh, okay. Got it. Just, well, so, I mean, so James, uh, spoiler, James does the audio visual at the women's retreat. I think we mentioned that before. It's pretty awesome. So he does, he does a pretty amazing so job. So you, so you know how incredible and amazing these women are. You, you I have do. previously yeah. met them. I've met them. So I, this is my first time meeting, meeting Christy and, and meeting Mindy and Keisha over the phone. I haven't, I haven't ever talked to you guys before. So, um, this is cool. But, um, so we want to share, right. Uh, as we've done, um, as you know, we're always promoting both the women's retreat and, and the men's boot camp, And, um, we found that just having people share their experience, is the most meaningful to people as opposed to us trying to explain it. It's also apparently awkward for me to try and explain the women's treat in one, <laughs> A, I'm not a woman, and B, I've never been not being a woman. So um, I, I think we just kind of, you know, wanted to ask some basic questions of, um, you know, the retreat and and your guys' experience, your women's experience, and um, just kind of share that. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Okay. So... Um, why don't we start off with you, Christy? Um, I guess I'll ask you, just, um, give us a little background on you, whatever you're comfortable with sharing and maybe what the condition of your heart was prior to coming to retreat. Okay. Um, so I'm a single mom. I've been a single mom for nine years. Um, I have three great teenagers, adults now, and I realize. I gave everything to them the last nine years, and they don't need me as much anymore. And so I realized um, I kind of am lost. Um, I also, in July, was diagnosed with cancer, and so my heart's been pretty broken for a while. Um, The divorce and the relapse, I had cancer three years ago. It relapsed in July. Um, I felt like God had turned his back on me. And with this relapse, I kind of was feeling pretty damaged and broken all over again. Brought up a lot of emotions and feelings from the divorce and from the trials of being a single mom for so many years. And, um, yeah, my heart just... My heart's been broken, and I felt like as I prayed, the Lord, it just hit the ceiling and came back down, and I was completely alone, and I, um, yeah, and Becky reached out and said, you need to go to this, and... Becky Ruff, right. Becky Ruff, yeah. yeah. She was like, you need to come, and I'm like, ah, 
I don't know. That's so scary. And I don't do anything by myself. And she's like, no, you need to, we need to figure out a way. And so. That's great. That's, yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we'll, we'll get into your kind of apprehensions in in our next question (laughs) here. Uh, But can we, same question over to you, Mindy. Um, Mind giving us a brief, you know, history on yourself and the condition of your heart coming into the women's retreat. Yeah. Okay. So I heard about the retreat on this podcast on unashamed and afraid. I yeah. think it was in August. So that's where I heard about it. Cause I'd never heard about anything like this before. Um, and so some of my background, I've been married 18 and a half years and I, just love my husband to pieces right now, which I'm really happy to say, because I haven't always been able to say that. And, um, you know, I'm listening to Unashamed Unafraid because I resonate with that because that's my story as well. And we went through 16 years of marriage through addiction, his addiction to pornography. And, um, and I just developed a lot of really unhealthy coping mechanisms with that because I didn't know any better. And then, um, and I went through all the classic, like, uh, self-loathing and, and turned my back on God because he wasn't there. And I was really mad actually that that was my life three years ago. And, um, he came, God came to me before we, before the whole nuclear bomb went off in my marriage. And, and like, it kind of does like with addiction where it finally reaches the point where just everything blows up. And that was two years ago. So two years ago we separated and, and I I, it just destroyed me. That separation did. Um, but we had miracles come into our life after that, that brought us back together and, and helped um, both of us learn how to be more vulnerable and how to be more honest and how um, he had to learn how to be safe and how to be emotionally connected. He didn't know how to do that because of the addiction. Um, and so, so there was, there's been a lot of healing in my heart just because the relationship has been healing because we both pursued staying together, even though we had a lot of things to change. We just, everything, the whole marriage had to just be broken down to the dust. And then we've just been building it up in the last two years. But even in that time, I still feel like um, I'm much happier to be still married and still working on this great relationship now with someone that I really love. And and that we've kind of been through the fire together, but I still feel the effects of the betrayal trauma of just that it's self-loathing. Like, I don't know how else to, I think, I think women naturally just take the blame on themselves. I think it was easier for me to be like, it's all my fault. And it was easy for him during addiction to make it my fault. And, and women naturally do that. And if anything goes wrong, we think like we, we think we're failures as women and, and, so I was still kind of experiencing the repercussions of that as we were trying to work recovery. Um, and so when I heard about the retreat, I emailed it to my husband and I said, what, what do you think of this? It's kind of weird. And he, just, <laughs> he, he signed me up. That's He's the fair. one that said, if this, he goes, if this will help your self-esteem, I'm, and he just signed me up. And then I used your promo code. Thank you very much. And awesome. And, then it, and then it was done. I was signed up and ready to go. And I was really just hoping to find, I, I finally had enough recovery and enough of the trauma behind me and working recovery enough that I thought I can really look at this strong now and see where the um, space of my heart is. So That's great. Thank you. Yeah. So um, Keisha, now over to you. Um, a little bit about you and um, what was the condition of, of your heart? coming up to the women's retreat? Well, I'm just having a good time listening to these other two ladies right now. Really, um, I want to connect with them now. So, But um, the time for that, just to set up my background story, um, I was married to my spouse for eight years. And at about five years in is when I learned about his sexual addiction and um, the betrayal for the first time. So we went down the rocky road of recovery for about the next three years. And um, ultimately, I decided that it was time to let go of the relationship and we got divorced. Um, That was about 18 months ago. 
um, interestingly enough, about three months ago, we decided to date again. So it's an ongoing story. Very interesting. <laughs> but um, through all this process, I actually always felt pretty connected with God. And I had felt like I had seen him and his angels orchestrate enough things in my life that I did trust that he was there and he loved me. And a big part of my healing process and recovery was to learn self-compassion and self-love. And and I really um, developed that relationship with him during that time. Um, That's awesome. So from there... Uh, about six months after the initiation of our divorce, though, I I got to a point where I was looking forward to the future and this rebuilding phase, and um, I suddenly had this realization that I had been living my life according to a formula that if I did everything right and kept the commandments, then I believed that I would be blessed, and um, Obviously, that didn't. That formula was a false belief of mine, and um, that didn't quite pan out. And so, when I realized I had to let go of that formula to move forward, um, a lot of other things fell apart. And um, I had always been really sure in my faith, and um, my dad always referred to me as the straight arrow. That I was just really dependable in my faith. So this was um, super unexpected for me, and I think unexpected for anyone who knew me. And um, I, I just had things starting to fall apart, and I wasn't sure what I believed in anymore. Um, I this went on for months and months, where I just felt angry that I was questioning, um, and I just wanted to go back to where I was before. Um, where everything felt easy or at least easier. And I kind of just knew what to rely on. Um, I would say that this was even a lot more challenging than my divorce because with my divorce, I felt like I could look forward to the future of, you know, hope for different things. But when the foundation of my beliefs crumbled, I felt really lost. I just didn't know where to, um, to put my feet down and stand. And it was really dark for me. Um, that changed a little bit. I was able to come to a stage of acceptance when um, I learned about the stages of faith and that maybe what I was going through, um, it had a, if I could progress through the stage of chaos, that I could come to a place of peace again. But I had to accept that I couldn't go back to where I was before. So that was helpful to me. So going into the, the retreat, um, I was feeling connected with God, but I felt like I was hiding a little bit because I wasn't quite sure if he was okay mm-hmm. with where I was. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I felt like besides knowing that there is a God who loves me, I pretty well felt like I had a blank slate as far as anything else I knew. So that's, that's where I was coming into the retreat. Well, if you're waiting for this thing to get tender, these women just had to share for two seconds, and we're there. Yeah. Incredible stories. Um, wow, um, man, that's sorry. Sorry, I just I'm I'm just taken back by your guys' vulnerability and the strength, and um, all three of you. It's amazing. Um, so, you know, I you guys are in different places. You've come to this kind of different. So, I think this question is going to be a little different for each of you. Um, but, um, tell us, you know, what, and, and Christy, we can start with you again. Tell us what were your like apprehensions or, or fears, you know, either with God or just the idea of this weird retreat kind of, so you, you committed, you're like, okay, I'm coming up, um, apprehensions or fears around God or just kind of the retreat in general that you had coming into it. Yeah. So I actually, um, committed and the week before I was like you know what I don't know if I can do this how mad will they be no one will know I'm not there um (laughs) you know I kept thinking of all these things Um, we wouldn't have been mad at you by the way (laughs) um but I was really apprehensive mostly because my relationship with God has been so broken 
And I was worried I was going to go up to this non-denominational Christian retreat and everyone was going to have this personal, intimate relationship with God. And I was going to be in the corner by myself and have no connection. Um, I do nothing by myself. I don't even go to Maverick by myself. I make my 17-year-old go with me. Like, I don't go anywhere by myself. Um, so the thought uh, all the way driving up, I was just like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel good. Maybe I should need to just – maybe I, maybe I'm coming down. Because you drove up I, by yourself. I did. I drove up by myself. And it's about a little over an hour away. And so, like, just all the way there, I was like, maybe I'm coming down with something. Ooh, I don't feel very good. Like, and as I pulled – up into the mountain, I just was sick. Like, I was sweating. So then I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to be pitted out. Like, it's going to be ugly. Like, because I either don't cry or ugly cry. There's like no in between. And by the time I parked my car, I was already like almost ugly crying. And I just, I was so scared that all these women, first, were going to have a relationship with God. And second, I just knew everyone was coming together. Like, it was this big, like, sorority thing that I wasn't a part of. And I was so scared. And I hadn't prayed for a really long time, so I didn't even have that to be able to do. Um, and so I just was like, okay, just get out of the car. They already saw you. Like, two people smiled. Like, get out of <laughs> the car. Busted. Now I just got to go. Yeah. But it was it was, it was, was terrifying. I was terrified. Um, yeah. I didn't know anybody. Then I was like, what if Becky's not here? What if I don't see her? What if, like, I walk up and she's nowhere to be found? Because she told me she'd find me right when I got there. Because she knows I'm such a freak about being by myself. And anyway, I just, yeah, I was so scared that... I was going to be the one person that God didn't know I was there. And that for me was terrifying. Well, so we can't move on. <laughs> we got to know. So what happened? So I walked up and I went in the lodge and... Um, Melanie's sister walked up to me and she said, I've been praying for you. And that alone was just like, okay, she doesn't know me. She probably has said that to every single person that walked in, but I needed to hear that. And so, yeah. So and she, I can tell you, uh, maybe she said that to everyone or not, but if she said it to you, she really was praying for you. Yeah. And I don't, that right there, I knew that even if God didn't know me, these women knew me and could yeah. see me. I've been invisible for a long time. And that right there is what I needed to hear to know that I could be seen and I didn't have to hide anymore. That's incredible. We'll, we'll, we'll mix it up on the phone. Um, Keisha, tell us, you know, you were committed. Kind of tell us where you were at. What were your apprehensions or fears kind of coming into it? So Christy just got me crying here. I was just thinking, I'm glad I'm on mute and I don't have to go. But <laughs> I'll go next. <laughs> um, so coming to the retreat, um, I've actually been to several different types of retreats. I've never been to like a Christian retreat, but I've been to retreats before. And I know what it's about. You come there and there's the food and you don't have to cook and you get to play and you get to connect. And um, I was not apprehensive about that part. Um, that was kind of my backup plan, that if I didn't go here and really have um, a connected spiritual experience, then I was going to just have fun and eat some good food and go home and no damage, right? Mm -hmm. So that was my backup plan. <laughs> but um, going into it, what I was really apprehensive and nervous about was that um, I guess that that would happen, that I would go home with nothing resolved and that um, basically that I was just too big of a mess for this to even be able to make a difference. And um, just in full transparency, knowing that I would be recording this podcast after I um, suddenly right before just felt a lot of pressure. Like, what if I have 
zero percent transformational experience and that I'm expected to share something. So I um, disclosed that to James while I was there and he said, no pressure. And um, anyways, so that was my apprehension. It was just feeling like my mess looked just a little bit too big. Wow. Yeah. Mindy? Well, I... I just wish I could give Christy a hug and I didn't even get to meet Keisha much, but I sat by Christy for a lot of the presentations and I just love her. So she, she, she's making me a little emotional here, but um, I um, didn't know how to tell my friends where I was going to this because I work full time and I was like, how do I take the news? So I just said, I'm going to find God in the mountains. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's perfectly put. I hope it's okay. Like I don't, I picture uh, kumbaya and praise the Lord. And I don't know, like I'm this conservative Mormon girl and I didn't know what I was getting into. And just like, kind of like Christy, I was so scared the night before. I just started crying. Like I, I, my husband gave me a blessing, which uh, all I remember him saying was, you're going to return home safely. Like you're going to go and you're going to return home safely. And one of my apprehensions was, was like Keisha's was like, I was going to go and I wasn't going to feel it. Like I was going to be like, this is just weird and I'm not feeling it. And, and yeah, I was kind of with a backup, like, well, at least I've got a bed and food for three days and I'll just, I'll just be quiet and sit in the corner maybe, you know, but I hadn't, I didn't know what the content was. I didn't know what we were going to be taught because I hadn't read the captivating, captivated book or Anyway, I didn't know what I was in for, but I was immediately, as soon as I got there, um, I felt a warm, inviting spirit. Like I just kind of, with butterflies in my stomach, just walked up. And, and then I was surprised that there were so many women that were there alone, too, that I knew that we were all probably feeling the same way. So I could relax a little bit. It's awesome. That's great. Thank you for, Wow. <laughs> this is I'm already crying and we aren't even like 20 minutes into this or something yeah. alright uh, so why don't you um, let's see why don't we start with you Mindy and why don't you tell us a little bit about what was the most meaningful for you at the retreat what stood out to you um, just kind of share um, what, highlights yep whatever. highlights yeah. yeah so the very first presentation was was like what makes up the heart of a woman what what is a woman's desire in her heart and i just had i had never evaluated that before or thought of things that way or even given myself credence that way i think when i think when you lose yourself to addiction in marriage and you do like if you have addiction in your marriage you lose all of you i i had to be non-boundaried for years just to keep the peace i thought and so i i i just felt like i sold my soul that whole addiction and then when you're a mother it's all about your kids and and I and I love that like I love being the mother and giving that all to my kids and then all to the addiction and then all to so I just hadn't ever considered what was the state of my heart what did I need to feel alive as a woman and and that was kind of surprising to start out the gate with like really cool content with you know not not kumbayas and praise the lords which might be in there but it, it wasn't and it was okay and I found it you know, they, they sing Christian songs and they say prayers randomly, which at first I was not used to. But by the third day, I was standing up and singing. I thought it was so fun to do that. Like, I felt like we should do that in church more. It's just more fun to stand up and sing like that. And so you and, you and me both. <laughs> right. You and me both. <laughs> I could tease with my Baptist friend when I got back. I was like, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to stand up in sacrament start praising the lord because it is so much more fun <laughs> that's great <laughs> but um but with each new presentation i like how how we would sit and we would just learn and the presentations were raw and vulnerable and touching and it would just touch my heart like that's what i was missing and that's what i needed and then we would have time to reflect and just journal and think and pray and I just hadn't, I never in my life, I think I've, I really focused on myself that much. So with every presentation, I felt like I got another layer unfolded. And one of the words they used there was brutal. And it really was like that. It was brutal. 
like go in and see where my wounds in my heart was and and what you know had taken me to my death and what and where I had gone to my knees so many times before and lost my soul to that addiction and and to go review that again and even wounds from my childhood and and be in a safe enough place to look at it and accept it and then and then to be taught later what what do I do with that so that I don't sit in the winds forever and suffer over and over again because I'm not willing to face it. I I'm, I'm, I think I'm a professional avoider, so I tend to numb out, but I'm really good at that. And so, professional avoider, I like yeah, that. I think we can. Yeah. I think we can just put that on our card. Yeah, nope. well, yeah that that's going to be reused now consistently in the podcast. So we, we will always give you credit. It's yeah, copyrighted okay. here. <laughs> I'm the original uh, professional avoider. Yeah. yeah, my husband would say that too. But um, it it was if I like light had been shined into my heart in places that I didn't even know were dark by the end of it. Wow! Wow! And quotation marks are on that. Celebrate! Wow! That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Keisha, um, how about for you, highlights, what was meaningful, what stood out? Um, did it meet your expectations or was it a disappointment? And we're letting you share before Christy, so if you're crying at this point, that's on you. You can't put that on us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so, so two things. I just wanted to say how much I appreciated that it was a non-denominational denominational retreat um i felt like it just was so pure and simple um solely focused on that connection with god and that was really helpful for me personally and i feel like the presenters were really conscious of that um so that's one thing i liked about it but my my favorite part of the retreat was the vow of silence so after each session and we would have about three sessions a day, three or four. Um, we would have 40 minutes to go by ourselves and to pray and to journal and to answer questions that they had provided in relation to the session they had just taught. And um, I was doing the math. I thought, wow, so if we had 10 sessions in 40 minutes and I spent 400 minutes in silence with God, and when was the last time I'd done that or if I had ever done that? And um, that time was su super meaningful to me because I feel like the question that I kept bringing to God was, are you okay with me right where I am? Um, because I haven't really been okay with this and I don't feel like other people are okay with this, but are you okay with this? And just having that time, time after time to just um, relentlessly go to him with that question got that question answered for me and meaning okay in the place where you were with, with your faith. Yes. Yes. Okay. That, um, yeah, that, yeah, exactly that with my faith that, um, basically that I was a blank slate that I didn't know anything and that it had all fallen apart for me. Are you okay that I'm leaning into that and I'm not fighting that anymore and just accepting that. And is this okay to not know anything? <laughs> So, so yeah, um, that was my big takeaway from the retreat is that, that he's okay with me. And I learned from, um, a lot of the sessions that we cannot depend on the arm of the flesh to answer these questions for us. We have to go directly to the source. So I, I really love the vow of silence at the retreat. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. That's incredible. So, uh, Christy, uh, your turn. Why don't you give us um, your highlights? What was what were some of the things that were most meaningful and what really stood out to you at the retreat? Okay. Um, the very first session, Celeste was talking and presenting, and I remember she said, remember who you are and whose you are. And I'd never, ever really thought that about that. Um and I realized, like, when I was a little kid, I never, like, even questioned that I was a child of God. 
And then I realized as life went on and trials came and my life fell apart, I felt like he turned and walked away. And I, for some reason, I was no longer his child. And so that was huge for me. Um, also, um, the vow of silences. I was looking back on my journal today and starting from the first vow, it was, I'm so broken. Where are you, God? Why can't I hear you? Why can't I feel you? To the last one where it was totally turned. And I felt like I was writing answers as he was giving them to me. Um, Another thing that was huge for me was I have seen like maybe one of the movies they showed the whole thing. I was that, like, well, that was me. I by kept the way, going, what's that, like, yeah. what's that movie? What's that movie? What's that movie? I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I've had no desire. I don't like weird fantasy crap like that. Um, so <laughs> you, and my wife would be super good friends. <laughs> yep. yeah, so you I was know. Just like that's crap. Anyway, but how every movie had God and Satan, and I'm like, oh. Like you could find that in anything. Anyway, we talked they talked about the fellowship. And I realized I wrote down who is my fellowship. Um, that was huge for me. And by the end, I got an answer from God that said, I have brought people into your life as a physical manifestation of my love. And I realized I've had so much pride to do it on my own, to be this single mom that I'm proving to everybody that I can do it and I can work three jobs and I can support my kids and I can have cancer and I can go to my treatments by myself because I don't need anyone else. You know, I don't need to accept meals because I'm not that sick. Um, But that's denying God and denying those people that, those connections I crave. Um, also, the like the hugest is that a word? Anyway, the biggest. We'll take huge, it. Anyway, it is now Mindy's making stuff up, and we're coining <laughs> um, that. So go for it. Thing for me was it was after the session on wounds, and I was feeling so broken and so invisible and. I walked out and I was already crying by the time we I got through the doors and I couldn't everyone I went to my yurt and sat in my lawn chair and was far away from everybody and I couldn't make it past the first little bench. And I just felt so broken. And I had three women come and say, Can we pray over you? The prayers that were offered in that little circle were the prayers that have been stuck in my heart for years. And one of the girls I had never even spoken to, she didn't know my story. She didn't know anything about me. And the words that she spoke to God were exactly what I'd been trying forever. And they were stuck in my throat and I couldn't get them out. And it was after that prayer circle that... I was able to finally pray to God and feel like he heard me and he saw me and that for me was a huge turning point in my life and I feel like if nothing, if I got nothing out of it, if there was no other aha moment that was what I came for. I'm just amazed at, um, uh, I'm always taken back by God's love and, and the way, you know, the, the three of you have such different journeys and are in a different place in your journey and the context is so different, but you know, to me, the, the message is the same. God is going to find each of us and love each of us in the way we need. Right. And, and how each of you were able to have, um, not, you know, Keisha, you talked about like, I need to have this, you know, experience, this share for when I, you know, I, I got to go on this podcast and have some life changing, tear jerking story. But, um, how, as opposed to like something canned, just how, you know, each of you were able to have an individual experience 
And um, I, I think, uh, I mean, there's so many small detail questions we should ask that seem so meaningless at this point in time. We'll just skip them. I mean, I think that really what I would, um, I probably would ask uh, is, um, you know, there are women listening to this who uh, I always use the term aren't drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Who aren't buying it. But what I would really say, because um, I think women in my experience, tend to be so much more tender and close to the spirit than sometimes the men I talk to as we're all addicts and numbed out, um, that I think are believing your stories um, and that that experience has happened for you, but I think is really doubting that God is going to show up for them, wants to show up for them, would be willing to show up for them, whatever their wounds are around their relationship with God. Um, and so if we had some of those women here with us, um, and, and we can start with you, Keisha, what would you tell those women who are, who are thinking, oh, there's some weird thing in the woods where these women get together in Kumbaya and find God? Um, but they kind of feel that maybe there could be something there for them, but they're letting all these fears and that God won't show up for them and kind of get in the way. Um, what, what would you say to them? Well, scripture comes to mind, one that I had written down, um, and I thought this kind of sums up uh, my feeling about the retreat and the humility I feel of feeling that love. It's First John 4.19. He says, we love him because he first loved us, and um, that was just humbling to me that um, to just feel how much God loved me, even though I was feeling a lot of shame and guilt that maybe I had left him, but he was always still there to love me. So to other women, I would say, why not just show up and see if he'll, he'll show you how much he loves you. He'll go first. And, um, I think that's quite amazing. Wow. James is shaking his head like that's a powerful invitation. I I I agree. Um, Christy, we're gonna put you in the middle here. What Uh, would you tell those women? um, I would just tell them that no matter how scared you are, and no matter how much you think that the Lord doesn't see you or know you or loves you, you'll find it up there, and just be brave. Be brave and take that step because there will be no regret. There will be no, you will not second guess. You get up there with those women and... On the drive up, you might second guess. Oh, you'll second guess the whole way. (laughs) You will. And you might like pull over and have to breathe in a paper bag. I mean, it might happen that way because that may have happened to me. But... um, (laughs) But just keep driving. (laughs) Get out of your car. Walk in. Because the minute you walk in and someone walks up to you and says, I've been praying for you, you'll never wonder if you're in the right place. There will be no doubt in your mind that you're in the right place and that you're right where you need to be in that moment. Because if... Even if God doesn't show up, or not that he doesn't show up, but if you don't have this big revelation of this big aha moment, you'll know God's there by the times you get hugged and by the women that walk up to you and say, I love you. I see you. You won't deny. You can't deny that you're in the right place. Yeah. Mindy, what would you tell them? Wow. Well, Keisha and Christy have done an incredible job with that. And I, you know, just kind of of, um, talking a little bit about what what Christy experienced with the prayer warriors or or the women that would come up and pray over you or with you and huddle with women who were really struggling with wounds and with scars in their lives and difficult 
situations that none of us asked for, and it's just a world that we live in. It was the first time that I really saw ministering in action, in real action. You know, it wasn't assigned. It wasn't obligated. It was just true ministering of of women to women. And women get it. We know what what women go through and with our hearts. And um, it was re- it was really touching to me to be in an environment that was just that safe to be able to let let God wow you or just let or just be able to rest in the peace of God for three days without it's the only time I've ever been away from my family that I wasn't really worried a lot about my family I really had enough faith to be like okay God has them they're okay and I and I focused on myself for three days and and women I think need to do that more I had my my answer to my prayer was my self-loathing was much softer like it it was it's kind of gone once you feel um god's true love and the answers that he gives you knowing you and your heart and your needs and all you've been through i felt such a a softening of that to the point that it was just i just feel lighter i just came back like renewed and rejuvenated and there and there's no regrets there's not I would do it. I'm, I want to go next year. So I hope you open more sessions because I think once women hear the, the best kept secret in Utah, you're going to have a wait list that's just too long. You just need to open more sessions for it. So Well, and, um, you know, you can fly in. We have some guys fly in from Atlanta and to the men's one. And, and just so we're on the record, um, we have been pushing the women to do two a year like the men. So we're with you, Mindy, 110% on that. Um, yeah, I think so. I think they're there. They just need to do it. Um, I think they end up with like 24 on the waiting list. They're up to 45. 45 on the waiting list. That's a whole nother one. Just do it. Um, so I, I guess, I mean, you women are amazing, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that to be like, oh, you're amazing. Like truly power. Um, we don't have any other questions for you. That's just what you've shared is literally incredible. But if there's something you want to share that you haven't shared, yeah. so I just we just want to give you guys an opportunity before we sign off here. Kind of, um, is there anything else you wanted to share that you feel like you didn't uh, you didn't get out? Um, I would just like to share that being gifted the scholarship. There was no way I would have been able to go. My medical bills and my treatments are, it's just not possible. And so for me, that was a gift that I feel like thank you is not enough to say. Um, I was in a really dark place the week before. And I can honestly say that this retreat saved my life. And it's because of the gift that I was given. And I mean, I just, I I don't know how to convey that to like the people that gave it to me, but there are no words for me to, that I can say that will express how grateful I am that I was given that gift because it truly is life-changing and life-saving. Well, we know who they are and we will (laughs) share this recording with them. So you will be able to tell them. Yeah, I just feel like thank you really isn't, doesn't magnify, like it doesn't say what I want to say or how I want to explain it, but yeah. We will make sure that they know. But it is, it's, it was a gift that I needed, my soul needed, my spirit needed. I just want to thank you guys too for making this known to us and, and uh, giving me the chance to to see Jesus and Heavenly Father and the gospel and the truths of that and ministering in a light that I had never seen before. So thank you so much. Yeah, I would just echo all that, just all the gratitude. I was able to meet my sponsor personally at the retreat, and it was just such a blessing to receive that love from her, like how generous and I told this to the other ladies before, and they agreed with me that when we're referred to as winners, 
is not quite the right term for us. We don't feel like we want anything. We just feel like we've been gifted something incredible and super grateful. Um, to end, I just had to throw in that we haven't talked about Christian jams on here, <laughs> but that will change your life when you go to retreat. So I've got my playlist now. And um, one of my favorite lines I just heard this morning was, stop fighting a fight that's already been won. Oh, redeemed. redeemed. Big Daddy Weave. Yep. <laughs> so I heard that and I just thought, oh my word, I was at war before. I was in a battle. And I just love how, I don't know if it was Mindy or Christy that said just how restful and peaceful it was to be there and to take that feeling home. And just to know that we can rest. So thank you very much. Yes. Well, you're so very welcome. Um, it truly has been an honor and a privilege to be speaking with you women um, this evening. And uh, I know that all of our hearts have been touched. Again, we honor your struggle and your battle and love you. Yeah, and and um, uh, I'm I'm sorry for the damage that you've experienced from the men in your life, and as we're uh, just reflecting here, being with you as as a man who has caused a lot of damage to a lot of women in his life, um, it's a very healing experience to even be any type of small part in. You know, you feel like you totally burn a house down. You can't ever really do anything to rectify it. That's one thing as an addict. That's part you have to turn to Jesus. You can't ever make it okay. Um, but, you know, to feel like maybe you're, help, you know, you're helping painting the siding or doing something to, to kind of um, give back is very healing. So we just really appreciate um, your willingness to, to come on and be here with us. And I can tell you for sure there are going to be some women who you are going to push over the edge to come to this thing. I promise. I'll guarantee it right now. And um, you will be the catalyst that God used to get them there to have the life-changing experience you know can happen. So you women are awesome. Thanks for your courage. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks.